Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Jill. It is the Midday Show. 215-592-9494. That is how you get aboard here. We'll get back to all your phone calls. Should the Eagles be all in or think big picture here this offseason? Sixer stuff from last night. Just a, a gross loss to the Miami Heat. And uh, we're going to get some rule change stuff, potential rule change stuff here across the NFL. But let's check in with Elliot Shoreparks. He's live in Indianapolis at the Combine. Elliot, how you doing? What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Pretty good, pretty good. So, so far, Elliot, what has jumped out at you about the Combine so far? Yeah, so for me so far, and, uh, you know, it just kind of started today. The head coaches, the general managers, they're talking to the media. Nick and Howie are going to talk later. But just initially, uh, we've talked to a few head coaches, Pete Carroll, Andy Reid, Doug Peterson, so some Eagles ties there. But not just them specifically. What stood out to me is, man, they coaches do not seem to like this this play the Eagles run where they, where they push Jalen. The, the, the tushy push. The tush push. Tush push, yeah, which is, you know, made for some interesting questions here at the uh, at the Combine. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, they just, you know, I don't know if they'll make the rule change this year, but I'm surprised. You know, I, I thought that the, the talk about it was maybe a little overrated. I couldn't imagine the league would actually make a change based off of that. But, you know, after hearing coaches talk today, and there's going to be more to talk later and, and tomorrow, so maybe – a fuller representation won't give me this impression, but my impression early on is I, I think this, this Eagles won't be running that play next year. You know, it's funny because you bring that up because I, I saw a cut and I, and I didn't, I, I got to find it where Peter King was talking about it so strongly that he was talking about they bastardized. They bastardized the NFL yeah. when they did that. Yeah, before Elliot responds, here we can we could play it for you here, Elliot. This is uh, Peter King yesterday talking about uh, exactly what you you saying there. It's a dumb play. It always has been a dumb play. It shouldn't exist. Uh, and it's gotten bastardized the longer it stands. And look at how good the Eagles got at it. I don't blame the Eagles. You know what the Eagles are doing? They're taking advantage of a dumb rule. It isn't football, Mike. It's rugby. I, I, my, I mean, rugby is a fine sport. But I don't see rugby, uh, you know... I, I don't see rugby putting jet motions uh, in the game and putting RPOs in the game. I, you know, I mean, it's 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 a bastardization of the rules, and the NFL needs to outlaw it. Elliot, before you respond, my that first, was strong, man. That it, was extremely strong. <laughs> now, you're, you're, I mean, I I hear you're saying other coaches obviously feel similarly, but this just feels like a major overreaction to a play the Eagles run maybe what twice a game and. They do it because they have a quarterback that could squat 600 pounds. Not like the whole league does this. Well, and also, the whole league could do it, number one. Look, I have a ton of respect for how Jalen runs the play of the offensive line. There's no doubt the Eagles have some unique kind of personnel to do it. But let's not act like if you put any quarterback there on fourth and inches and you pushed them that he would get it. But what I don't understand is, like, it's basically just saying nobody can stop this play. Right? That's really what people are upset about. That It's hard to stop when you push them. So if there's other plays that are really hard to stop, are they going to outlaw those too? Like, should the Eagles require those plays that they, they allow touchdowns on in the Super Bowl? Should those be outlawed? Like, at what point when, it, when an offense comes up with a play that is hard for an opposing defense to stop or, and, and they're going to outlaw it? Like, if it just makes no sense to me. And also, I don't even think the Eagles have to do the pushing part to get it. Because to your point, Jalen is good at it. They do have a good offensive line. So it just seems silly to me. I don't get the outrage of it. I think it's a complete waste of time if you think of all the different rules that they could change in this week all the different issues they have the fact that they're going to spend a considerable amount of time talking about quarterback sneaks on fourth and inches it's it's a bad look for the league just in terms of how they use their time and i just don't get it there is it's it's they're upset because they can't do it and and to your point because Jalen can do it 
But that's what it is. Because, like I said, I, much respect for Peter King, but that, to me, was a very, very strong take. <laughs> it was over very, the top. And I, well, and, I think it's, and I think it's very wrong. You know, and look, like, again, respect for Peter King. My guess is what he's saying is, is a representation of what he's hearing from people around the league. Because Definitely. Being, being here today, that's the sense I get, right? Like, I believe Pete Carroll, and I'm paraphrasing here, says something like he didn't know how close it was to a rugby play, so it sounds like, you know, the league is trying to maybe educate people on this play. It just is – it's a complete waste of time, in my opinion. It's a, <laughs> it's a simple play. And also, you would think, too, for a league that prioritizes offense, for a league that wants there to be points, that wants their offenses to stay on the field, why would you make it harder to convert on fourth down, right? Because what it's really going to lead to is more punts, more defense. And so I just – yeah, uh, you know, the fact that we're at the combine with so much good happening in the league, free agency, the draft, so many great quarterbacks, the fact we're spending time talking about – a play that, to Joe's point, happens maybe once or twice a game. It's just, it's silly. It's bizarre. It almost, the equivalent I would in baseball is like almost outlawing bunting. Like, all right, like, if you want to yeah. do that, it's like, cool. But that, that's not how teams win games, by bunting. Um, Elliot, I was about the coaching stuff. So we got the news this morning. It's going to be Brian Johnson on the offensive side, which I don't think is a surprise to anyone. But what's your thought on him? What's been your observation of him the last couple of years? Yeah, so I think Brian Johnson, the best kind of compliment you can give to the hire and the best indication of what a good hire it is, is that if he didn't get the job with the Eagles, he would have gotten it somewhere else. Another team was going, like, Brian Johnson was going to be an offensive coordinator this year calling plays. It's just a matter of whether it was going to be for another team or for the Eagles. And I think with the Eagles, he checks a lot of, you know, great boxes with with a hire. A, he's been here. He knows the system. He knows the players. He knows the dynamics. He knows what Nick Sirianni likes. So in a year where there's going to be turnover on the coaching staff, especially on the defensive side of the ball, it is good to have some continuity. Then obviously his relationship with Jalen. They're very close. They've known each other for a long time. And that's important when you just talk about the day-to-day work work life of being in that building. My only concern with it, and it, it would not be a concern where I wouldn't hire him. I, I still think it's a great hire. The only concern I would have is I felt that when we watched the Eagles win the Super Bowl in 2017 and you looked at how they went about hiring their coaches after that, there was not a lot of new voices from outside the building being brought in. So while I think Brian Johnson is the best hire they could have made and it's a hire I would have made, the only knock on it is I think the Eagles eventually are going to need some outside eyes coming in and looking at this offense, and Brian Johnson really doesn't provide that. You know, there's another rumor going around that that Sean Desai is going to be potentially about that, and if not, or, or if you have, what do you think about him as the hire? Yes, I think it's going to be uh, I was talking about him earlier today, uh, and he basically talked about him in the past tense, like the way he talked about him, talking about it was great to work with him, how much he added. Uh, he said he's a great football mind, but just the way he was speaking about him, it didn't sound like he planned on working with Sean to sign next season. So, um, obviously, interviewed in Philly yesterday. Uh, and, yeah, I, I think he's going to end up being the guy. Now, if he's the right hire, that's an interesting question. I think that Denard Wilson has a pretty good case for the job. I think the players really wanted it to be Denard Wilson. So, Sean Desai, I think, checks a lot of boxes. He's an interesting hire. But I don't think he's the slam dunk hire that uh, Brian Johnson is on the offensive side of the ball. Elliot, you and I were discussing this morning kind of the, the- – outlook on the offseason and really the philosophy, right? Let's say it's as kind of scales. Which side more they're going to lean on? I mean, really, depending on how they structure the Hurts deal, that they could wait. You know, they could do it, but not add it to his deal till after next year, keep him cheap for a year. What do you think in this offseason is going to be about? I'm sure Howie will answer questions today and the next month about it, but do you think they're going to try to kind of do as much as they can to get back next year, or is it now about the big picture with Jalen Hurts about to get paid here? Yeah, so I, I heard you guys talking about it. I think it's a really interesting question because if you look at 2017 and how they went in afterwards, how he's talked, I mean, you know, pretty openly, like 
maybe it wasn't the best idea to, to run it back. He felt he owed it to the team, but maybe it wasn't the best idea to bring those guys back. What I really think it comes down to is this. We can talk about spending all the money in the world on, the, on this side of the ball or, you know, whatever, right? Bottom line is, if Jalen Hurts is good and Nick Sirianni is good, then they're all in. Because if you have a head coach and you have a quarterback playing at a high level, you're going to compete. This is never going to be a team that's going to go into the year with $30, in, uh, sorry, $30 million in salary cap space. They're always going to spend pretty much right up to the limit. They're always going to be aggressive in the draft. So, like, in a way, the Eagles are always all in. The question is really just, if, is, is Jalen and Nick, are Jalen and Nick going to play and coach at the level they did last year? If they do, then this team is going to be once again right there competing for the Super Bowl. If they don't, then it doesn't matter if they would have gone all in or all out or whatever. It always comes down to the quarterback and the head coach. And that's who it's going to be on next year. You know, I want to talk to Elliot Shore Parks, the fan of the Philadelphia Eagles right now. And the question I want to ask you is this. Who do you think is going to be on this roster next year? You know, we got a lot of people leaving, but who do you think is going to be, the the Eagles are going to extend the deal to, and who Mm -hmm. you think is going to be on this roster next year? Yeah, so I I think Brandon Graham is probably going to be back. I, I think that, you know, it's a mutually beneficial relationship for both. Like, the Eagles need Brandon Graham. He's still a very good pass rusher. He's still a very good player. He's very comfortable with the role that he's in. He plays an important role on the team, allowing them to sub their defensive ends in, uh, in and out. And I think as a locker room guy, he makes a ton of sense. But I also think that uh, bringing Brandon back in, it makes sense for the franchise. Like, they've let all-time greats leave before, right? And, and I think that you look at, like, the Brian Dawkins of the world. Like, I think that they know that there's mistakes that's been made there. And I don't think Brandon's going to get enough money where it's going to make a difference. But then for Brandon, I mean, let's be honest, like, he does, you know, he does shows on WIP. He's in the Philadelphia community. I think we're playing his rest of his career here, keeping his roots in the city, really helps him set up for post-playing life in terms of what he might want to do. So I think Brandon should be back. I think he will be back. And, uh, yeah, I think he belongs back in an Eagles uniform. Elliot, let's end with this. Uh, take us through the week how this is going to go out there. So it's going to be Howie and Sirianni talking today, and then I guess the, uh, the, the drills and all this stuff for the players that starts Wednesday or Thursday? Yeah, so today's the Big Eagles day, right? Howie and Nick are going to talk, um, so we'll get a lot of news out of that. Then at that point, it turns into much more about the drafts and the on-field workouts. You'll see players start to talk tomorrow. I believe the defensive linemen are first, and then they'll work out first. And I think it goes until maybe next Monday or Tuesday. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the first few days here are very much a free agency event. It's about the agents. It's about the GM meeting, talking, figuring out who's going to get paid what, who's going to be available. And then it shifts into the – the, the draft part. So the Eagles will be meeting with players. They get, I believe, 30 one-on-one exclusive uh, meetings with players here. And then there's also like informal and formal. So there's a bunch of different ways. But the bottom line is the draft process, while it's been going on for a while, the personal part of it, meeting guys, Nick, you know, playing pop a shot with guys, playing rock, paper, scissors, shoot, like those type of things will start to happen over the next week as they start to get to know the players more and add it up with what they've seen on the tape. I lied. One last thing. Do you think Carson Wentz plays again in the NFL? Yes, I think he will. Now, my advice to him would be don't. My advice would be retire, take your money, go do whatever you like to do, and don't try to, to go back and do it. Uh, he's had injuries. He's still young enough where I think, you know, if he comes back and Godfrey we, we, is hurt again, you know, then you really start to talk about long-term implications. But I think he'll give it another shot. I think a team will give him another shot. He might not be a starter, but my guess is we see Carson in another uniform at some point with another team. Maybe he won't make the roster, but I bet he'll be in training camp. 
All right, Elliot, we appreciate you hopping on. Enjoy Indianapolis, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Thank you. You're the man. Yep, sounds good. Talk to you guys later. Yep. There he goes. Elliot Shoreparks, live from Indianapolis there. Um, can we hear, before we go back to the phone lines, we want to get everyone's reaction. We're going to talk about this rule stuff. Can we just hear this Peter King thing again? This is incredible. <laughs> I, I, I want to hear this again because he's so mad at, no, a, listen, you, at a tush push. You need to see it because when you see it, the look on his face, it's like, dang, like somebody, somebody like did something to him, like somebody <laughs> pissed in his Cheerios. I, or I, my, I mean, let's hear Peter King again uh, about the tush push in the NFL might be outlawing this play. It's a dumb play. It always has been a dumb play. It shouldn't exist. Uh, and it's gotten bastardized the longer it stands. And look at how good the Eagles got at it. I don't blame the Eagles. You know what the Eagles are doing? They're taking advantage of a dumb rule. It isn't football, Mike. It's rugby. I, I, my, I mean, rugby is a fine sport. But I don't see rugby, uh, you know, I, I don't see rugby putting jet motions uh, in the game and putting RPOs in the game. I, you know, I mean, it's 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 a bastardization of the rules, and the NFL needs to outlaw it. I just I what, what makes me nuts about this, Hugh, is this isn't going to become like if they don't stop it, everyone's going to do it every play. It, it gains you one yard. I would love to be in the meeting where. You know, you have people step up, coaches, uh, owners, yeah, and plead their case why rule changes. This yeah. is such a, a big deal <laughs> because I would look at it and be like, "Wow, you are really butthurt <laughs> behind this play." Only one team did it, and they did it extremely well. But you want to change the rule? I, I, I would want to see that and, and the rationale behind it. Well, what strikes me about it, and I mentioned that you know they have the Eagles have a quarterback that, that squats six hundred pounds, which makes the play really work. The Eagles did it with Minshew; it didn't work. Like it's not like the play is like anyone could do it for any like it's so bizarre. Be a special kind of cat. Special kind of cat. Special offensive line. They ran it two times a game. Like two of what? There's 65 plays a game. Kyle, where was this play? Yeah, and I, I just want to reiterate what Darius Slay was saying. Tom Brady was doing this for years and years, and now all of a sudden the Eagles start doing it and getting away with it. Now it's now it's a problem. Why has it always got to be us, man? I, I don't. I, I just. I don't get it. It's a quarterback sneak. The, the bottom line, like it, this is not going to become a thing where every team's doing it every play. It gains you one yard. Like it's it, not that big of a deal. It does. It does. Like I have to go back and see that, but it does kind of make you wonder why Peter King came out so strong against <laughs> it though. Because it just. It's just like listen. He can have his opinion, and you know we're an opinion based business. But it was just so strong. <laughs> like like you. It was like you took it personal. That they they did this play, and you suffered from it like you had money on the game or something. It's a one-yard play. What are we talking <laughs> How about? How dare you? Shield your eyes. What are you doing? I don't let the I, – I mean – Come on, yeah, Pete. A, that's a strong take. Let's talk to Mark who wants to talk about this Peter King thing. What's up, Mark? This guy's never played a down of a contact sport in his life. He's trying to tell me what bastardized game. I, I, didn't, all, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> rugby <laughs> is your daddy. The, the, worst, the worst football gets is the more it gets away from rugby in certain instances, like kickoffs where the ball goes out of bounds, you know, stuff like that, you know, like a, a, a coffin corner. Like, I'm man, I can't, I can't take this. First of all, you said it, Joe. And, by the way, thanks, guys, for being on. Q, thanks for coming back. You guys are my wheelhouse time zone because the time zone and everything. Appreciate so, you, Mark. We right appreciate now. listening. Oh, Nevada. Um, okay, Nevada. I moved out to Idaho when I was still in high school, and then I ended up in northern Nevada. So, a series of unfortunate mistakes. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like marriage. 
It's cold up here. And, and, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's not Vegas is not geographic for the geographically uh, disinclined. The Vegas is, is not Nevada. Nevada is mostly mountains. Anyhow, freaking, you said it, Joe. Like the reason it works for us because our quarterback squats six hundred pounds, and I can here's I can see him doing saying something in, in verbiage that you don't push the tush as it were. Even though that's again that's bastard bastardizing the game. But you could probably still be effective with this if you just, instead of pushing on them, you could just push in the guard gaps and do, do the same thing. That's the thing. Yeah. No, I, th- I think you're right on that. Yeah, I, I just, it, it's a, and Elliot said it, Mark, we appreciate listening, appreciate being part of the show. It's just a weird thing for them to spend time on. Right, let's hit a couple more of these rule. Uh, so strong, though. It was it's so strong. So strong. A couple more of these rule change possibilities here, you. I, I think they're both interesting. So one that is up for debate is r- making roughing the passer reviewable. So I need your thought on this. Cause yes. Because you're, you're – I don't like, need to think about it. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Make it reviewable. Make it reviewable because some of those, man, it, it's ridiculous what they call roughing the passer for. You barely touched yes. the Yes. It was one play last year where, where Grady Jarrett had a, had a sack of, of, of Tom Brady. Oh, I know, I know exactly you, what you're talking about. The game was in Tampa. It was in Tampa. Yeah. And it was roughing the passer. Yeah, it was like, the worst huh? I've ever seen. It did after that, but if you notice after that in the NFL, pass rushers would get to the quarterback and they would pull up and they would throw their hands up and the quarterback would still be live. They let that play go, mm-hmm. like he would have been sacked, but they let it go and he would make a complete pass. They're afraid, and the, and the and the defender is looking around like like they've. I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to protect the quarterbacks as much as they possibly can, but football is a violent game. It, it's violent, and I know you're trying to you know with all the concussion lawsuits and all this stuff. You're trying to take as much violence out of the game as you possibly can. But the bottom line is this. It's a violent game. People get hurt. Quarterbacks get hurt. And and, and, and it is what it is. But the more that you try to keep them safe, the worse and worse the game is going to become. Well, the, the other thing is it's just it's unnatural. Like you're going as fast as you can to hit them. And, and then, then they, you want to pull up. Pull up. Like I understand, you know, drive them. Like they've changed it, right? You can't drive them into the ground and, and separate their shoulder anymore. And that's I think that's good. That's we like changed that. that like, you took a shot. No, that wasn't about bit. you. No, that <laughs> wasn't about Jim Miller. But that was but you got to admit, Joe, that was kind of specific. Like you, you well, kind of made may, that. Maybe because yeah. I was looking at you, I thought about the play. You know what I mean, though. No, I definitely know what you mean. We're all looking at you, Hugh. Yeah, we're all, yeah. Maybe it was. No, in my listen, head. I did what I had to do, and if I had to do it again, I would <laughs> we, do we it. We commend you for that. We look yeah. back on that moment fondly here in Philadelphia. <laughs> other, other places, maybe not. It was but a great not. play. Ain't going to Chicago and ordering no pizza with my no, name. No, no, <laughs> order somebody else. Who's that? Name. Oh, that's the guy that that's knocked that, our quarterback out. That guy, the Jim Miller guy. Yeah. But it isn't natural to just stop and not touch the quarterback at all. No, man. Listen, in in the heat of the battle, and a lot of times when you're when you're you're trying to get to the quarterback, you're not you don't have a clear path. So you're doing what you can to get there. And and for you to call that that to me is ridiculous. Don't, so I'm all for that one. Don't you think though it's it's sort of an effort in futility to make this reviewable? Because remember when they tried this with pass interference a few years ago? Yeah. And they reviewed and they like they it. reviewed a ton of them, but they never reversed any of them. But, I don't but know, see. Whether it was the rest being like stubborn about the call they made on the field, but in this case, they're going all out to protect you're, quarterbacks. You're, because listen, this is what you're. This is the issue with with that, because you're trying to gauge intent. You're trying right. to it, you're trying to gauge intent, and it's still going to be left up to the ref. Yeah, whether they see it live or they see it on the replay. Yeah, it's, it's still, still going to be left up to the ref because they're trying they're trying to gauge like because basically what you're trying to say is were you trying to hurt him intentionally? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> on every play, yeah. yes. If you if you're asking me, yes, that is my job. Because if I can get, if I can hurt him, 
and get him off the field, I have given my team a better chance to win. Well, that's the truth. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so I mean, so I, you, you're trying to gauge my intent. My intent is that my intent is bad intentions on every damn play. Well, that's my intent. And that's as a defensive lineman, that that, that was that's the job. That's the his job. Uh, so but I think all things should be reviewable though. Like Belichick had this idea ten years ago that just like make everything reviewable. No. You no. you still get two reviews. <laughs> Everything gets reviewed. We, I, we, I like that. We just finally sped up baseball. Now you want to slow down no, football? No, because you still get Joe, two reviews. Joe to, he wants to review everything. Oh, no. Review that flag being thrown on the field. No. Anything is that, – that's my idea. Well, it's actually Belichick's. Anything's review. The other one that came up yesterday, this is actually an Eagles proposal. They, they propose this every year. They want to propose, instead of onside kicks, you have the option of going for a 4th and 15. So basically, you get the ball, you have have a 15-yard, you have to get 15 yards to keep it instead of the onside kick. I like this. Hugh, no one recovers onside kicks anymore. It's a waste of time. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Towards the end of the game, instead of of trying to just get the ball back, say, hey, we're going to go for it. You get one offensive play, you need 15 yards. you, You know, this morning when you presented it, I didn't really understand it, but now since I've been playing it over my head, I kind of like that. It'd be exciting. That would be different because it's like it's a one hit or quit. It's a one shot. Yeah, and I feel like the onside kick, you almost have no control. It's like where the ball bounces. There's no. Well, you're trying. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to to put a little spin on it, and you're hoping that the 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 hands team guy doesn't catch it. But guess what? They got guys that they have. They call the hands team. Mm-hmm. That they call the hands team for a reason because they can catch. <laughs> they, they can catch. Should be able to hold on the yeah, ball. Yeah, they they should they can catch the ball. So yeah. They call it hand teams for a reason, but I like this one better. The more I think about it, yeah, I like this one. I just think it'd be so much fun. Like, imagine the drama. There's thirty sec, you know, a minute or thirty seconds to go and in the you game. You got one play. One and you play. You gotta make and, and everybody's playing prevent defense. Yeah, everybody's and, playing prevent. And if you get it, you keep the ball. Let's say you're down a field goal, right? You get to go make a drive and try to win the yeah, game. But yeah, you. It would be highly unlikely that that you would get that, especially if you got people dropping eight. Eight and nine people in coverage. It'd be hard, but you yeah. could get a penalty on the play. You yeah, could get you a rough. You could get, get a roughing the passer. You could get that, yeah. And then yeah. you get another play. I, I just find it too gimmicky. You know, I, I, to me, it works in the XFL because you're going in knowing that the quality of play is just not as good. The quarterback plays terrible, and so is pretty much everybody else on the field. So it sort of needs those gimmicks to spice things up. I don't think the NFL needs that. If anything, if they're going to do it, they need to up the ante a little bit. Make it like fourth and twenty. Just make it a little more difficult and. Shout out to your boy Fred X. Let's make it fourth and twenty six. Why not? Can I? Can I have can the Freddie I, Mitchell rule? Can I? Can I have? Can I make a confession? And and I feel bad before this, but I, I feel like I should share because we're family now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I try to watch the XFL, <laughs> and I try I try my damnness yeah. to respect the fact that these guys are out there, you know, working hard and 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 trying to to feed their families. I get that, but every time that I watch them play. And I'm sorry for this, and I and I and I, I admit it because I'm in Philly and I'm around family. I'm looking at them cats and I'm like, man, that that's that's not NFL. Mm-mm. Like you're not, you weren't good. Like basically, what I'm saying is in my mind, you you weren't good enough to play in the NFL. It's bad. And you know what? It really came to a head for me this weekend is when they made a big deal about Vic Beasley getting a sack in the XFL, and and the reason why this bothered me so, I'm gonna tell you, it's a little little, little bit of history. Vic Beasley was the ninth pick for the Atlanta Falcons, like what, five, six yeah. years, seven years, years something ago? like that. And he had one year where they went to the Super Bowl. He had like 15 sacks or something. This dude, for whatever reason, could not make it in the NFL. You know, he for like they said because he wanted to be a preacher. I don't know what the story was. But to have this man show up on my television 
and they highly tout him for getting a sack in the XFL. I was like, dog, are you serious? It's bad football. It's 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 not. And then who's the quarterback we were talking about a few weeks ago? Niedermeyer, Nizzo, something like that. Somebody had a hell of a game. Of, you know, <laughs> yeah, that guy. That guy. That guy. <laughs> I was just like, I'm trying to to give it its due. I'm trying. I'm trying because it's football. We love football. Yeah. But it's not this it's not. It's not no matter how you try to tell me. It is. It's not the same thing, man. I think you were it's talking not. about Ben DiNucci, by the way. DiNucci. Yeah, I just DiNucci. wanted to mess with you a little bit. I was close. I was not close. Oh, you were not. Not even. Not the night he outplayed Wentz here, by the way, was when I was fully done with Wentz. Ben DiNucci. <laughs> that did happen, too, by the yeah. way. So he, I, you don't have to feel bad for your confession. <laughs> you know what? I, I'll put it this way. If they played in my backyard, the XFL, <laughs> I, would, I would close the blinds. <laughs> I wouldn't even look out the window. Yo, I feel bad, though. No, it's bad. I feel bad. You know, I feel bad. You know, you know you got to talk to Marks about this. He loves the XFL. Or he, or at least he tries to get into it every year. I'm, 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 it's bad. I'm, I'm gonna do a better job of getting into it. No, I, it's minor league football. I'm, is not, bad. I'm not gonna lie. There, yeah, there is coach. actually I'm another coach. rule proposal submitted by the Eagles today, guys. What did they? What did they submit? That is to wear, uh, to make number zero an available jersey number. The Eagles. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. Well, you know what that means. That means a player on the team wants to wear zero. But who is the player that wants to wear zero? I don't know. That they feel. Is it Jalen Hurst, you think? That's the only person I could think of where he could ask Howie. He's got to stop going down a number then. He went to, from two to, to one, to, now zero. Come on. To, to wear number zero. Yeah. He, they, he's the only cat that let's, I say, hey, you know what? I'll propose that. Let's focus on the important things here, everybody. All right? Let's, let's do that. 215. <laughs> let's get this contract done. Yes. To put some zeros in there. 215-592-9494. That is how you hop in. We'll hit all your phone calls here coming up on the Eagles. So they go all in this offseason or think big picture. Sixers reaction from last night. And... We have to play this for you. Speaking of Mark Cerise, they'll be up at 2. we got to play their reaction. It aired on this radio station four years ago. Today's a, a special anniversary of Philadelphia sports. You'll hear what it sounded like on Mark Cerise four years ago today. Up next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. And the stretch run of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sports with new customers. Get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. Coming up this weekend, I can't wait for Philadelphia at Milwaukee. Gigantic game on Saturday night. I will take the under in the game. Both teams will play defense in that one. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. I really like the FanDuel app. Don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. That's FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. It is the Midday Show. 215-592-9494. We'll get everyone's phone calls here. We do have um, what seems like a little bit of breaking news here, You So uh, Pete Carroll at the podium speaking out in Indianapolis, you know, the Seahawks coach, he said uh, that Sean Desai is going to be with the Eagles. It's, okay. It sounds like we've been kind so of hinting at this. he the shark a little bit. A little well, bit. Yeah, so it was actually right when he got off the podium. He okay. said, uh, so this is from Bob Condado. It says, Pete Carroll, uh, in off-podium session with Seattle reporters, 
says that the uh, Sean Desai is leaving for Philadelphia. Yeah, it seems like the worst kept secret out there across the NFL that Sean Desai is going to be the new Eagles defensive coordinator. So, uh, Hugh, my initial reaction is this makes a lot of sense. He's a Vic Fangio disciple. The Eagles had Fangio in as a you know as a consultant this past season, and. He kind of fits the bill where he was an assistant head coach, associate head coach, they called him in Seattle. So he's got some leadership skills because Sirianni kind of lets the defensive coordinator just, you do your thing over there. Yeah, and I like the fact that that he's somewhat familiar with the city, went to Temple, mm-hmm. he's looking at his resume a little bit, went to Temple. So he knows what's going to be expected from going to Temple being, being in the area. He knows what to expect when it comes to these Philadelphia Eagles fans and what this defense is going to be have, have, is going to have to be made of. The other thing I noticed here is uh, one of the reporters covering the Eagles said Sean Desai is heading to Indianapolis. I, I guess he was going to go anyway as, as part of the Seahawks. But, but now, now he's going because he got he got to go vet some of these young young talent that he could potentially be coaching up this year. Yeah, so maybe we'll get some official news from Howie and Sirianni when they speak today. I mean, who knows? There could be They could be working on a contract. They could be working on details of all this. But it, it certainly sounds from everyone, including the guy that was his last boss, Pete Carroll, that Sean Desai is heading to Philadelphia to become the Eagles' new defensive coordinator. 215-592-9494. Let's get back to the phone lines here. And uh, we got to get to it in, in a little bit here. A classic piece of uh, of Marks and Reese audio four years ago today. Ron is up on WIP. Hey, Ron. Ron. Hey, Joe. What's up, Ron? You. What's Good going on, afternoon, brother? afternoon, Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, hey, it's, Atlanta. It's okay, Ron. I, 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 I will. I promise to do better as we go. We go through this. I promise. No, to no, do better. no, no. L- listen, big you. That's your mo- That's your mantra now. <laughs> that's my like, mantra. Yeah, because you know, hey, look, every 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 radio show's got to have a little bit of a gimmick. So that's your I, okay, thing. That's my, you, okay. That's my okay. The, the new name of, of our show is Good Morning Atlanta. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to cover a couple quick things, but I, I just want to I do want to address the NFL and this whole rule thing. But anyway. Real quick, Hugh, between on well, the Michael Jordan uh, versus LeBron, you can't compare the two because two different eras of basketball. LeBron, I, I, I totally agree. LeBron would never, ever put up with taking the beating that Jordan did going down the lane just for a layup. Well, you know no. what? I, I think LeBron's a bigger player, too. I mean, he much was, bigger. He, he's a much bigger player. It would have be, been a lot different. But well, I, I hear I, your point. I, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I'm totally with you on that. Yeah, I, I just I can't stand when the, the, the this younger generation tries to compare, and I'm like, you got to look at the generation. It's, I don't care what sport you're talking about. It's the generation of, of that sport, and the, you can compare it within that generation of players. Totally agree. So, anyway, as far as the baseball thing, uh, Bryce Harper is going to have an issue with his uh, ritual at the plate. But as far as I know – he when he's done his surgery before he starts his rehab or anything, there ain't nothing wrong with putting a little clock in your backyard and saying, "Look, let's hurry up the ritual." So he better get faster at that thing. Yeah, Ron, it's a, it's a good point. Howard brought it up earlier because because he's missing all this, right? He's missing this ramp up that all these other guys are getting. You know, six weeks of whatever with the clock before the real game start. He won't get that. So it is a thing. I, I'm sure he'll adjust. But Ron, he's one of those guys. Like if you if you kind of make a list of the of the guys in baseball that take the longest with their you know their routine oh, and the, Joe, the fidgeting, Joe, I, I, he's Joe, one of the I, biggest ones. Joe, I'm completely with you. It aggravates me to no end. I love watching him bat, but I can't stand the ritual every single time. It's like, you know, it's okay. Enough is enough. But uh, the NFL, you know, the only thing I've heard out there is that they, they would try to disqualify this, we'll call it the tush push play. They're trying, they would try to disqualify it as not push a runner. 
and would they consider the quarterback a runner? But you got to think about why are they going to disqualify this just because we're the best at it? Like I said to your producer, open this up to every team. Say, no, it's completely legal. But guess what? Try to do it as well as they do. It's not our fault that we have a great quarterback and a great line that's good at it. You've got high school teams now doing this. Yeah, and Ron, like, if I thought this was going to become a big thing around the NFL, and Ron, we preached the phone call, if I thought every team was going to run it and they were going to run it 10 times a game, you then I, I would kind of agree with Peter King. I'd say, well, that that's not kind of – fun football right it's not fun to watch no. but that's not how this works no and 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 it and it extends drives you know when you're talking about where the eagles have done it and and how it has extended drives i, I think that's what you would want i think kyle said this earlier that's what you want you want to be able to be in a situation where you know you you could potentially score more points but for i i'm more shocked at how butthurt it sounds like most people are about this like that to me is amazing oh my gosh you can't do this because it just it bastardizes the game and it makes it illegal. How it's it a illegal? bastardization of the rules. <laughs> I, I just find that fascinating that he went on television and the level of, of vinegar that he had when he was explaining. I'm like, damn, Pete, I, I've never seen you get that bad about something that, you know, I thought was pretty innovative myself. It's a great word for it. He had a lot of vinegar for a one-yard play. I yeah, mean, just a lot too, of vinegar. Too much vinegar. All right, speaking of uh, Sean Desai, who everything, every side points to him being the next Eagles defensive coordinator, uh, here's some audio from Desai as we get to know him a little bit here. Uh, I'm sure we'll get to know him a lot soon. Boom! Short! Short! Make him know they're short. Don't talk about Make him know they're short. Pick! Oh! Go get it! Boom! Oh, what? Go! Come on, man! We gotta let the big dog eat! We gotta let the big dog eat! 9-8! Go take that one back! 10 pick! Yeah! Yeah! No! Come on! Man! Man! No! I'm officially in off of 30 seconds of that clip. Is that that that's how it, that's all it took? For so you? Is it? I mean, 30 seconds. Because <laughs> <laughs> you ever manage Jonathan Gannon running around like that? He's got some energy to him. 30 seconds. That's all it took. I'm hey, in. Right there now, Kyle. It'll take 30 seconds for Joe. 30 He's seconds. All in. <laughs> I am her gang. I am a Sean Desai guy officially. <laughs> officially in on Sean Desai. I mean, you got to have a lot of energy, man. He's 39 years old. You're 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 gonna be the the defensive coordinator of a young defense. You got to bring that young energy so I'm okay with that I'm okay with that yeah I, I think he's an interesting choice and, and again the Fangio disciple thing that that I think that had to speak to the Eagles and I'm sure they asked Vic Fangio yeah, they, what he, do you think he probably he probably was uh you know he went in there and put a good word in for yeah, his guy that helps my pa- guy he's, yeah he's a good guy Patrick in Chicago what's up Patrick hey guys how's it going what's going on Patrick hey Patrick hey you is that Niedermeyer from Animal House Who's the quarterback now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Danucci. Yeah. Hey, 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 Patrick, you caught that, huh? Yeah, Patrick, I'm going to mess up some names now. Do Tua Talavalova. Yeah. You know, that guy. We all do it. We all do it. Hey, you guys did a great job talking up uh, Tyrese Maxey yesterday. You just got to call him before every game now. Listen, I mean, we'll do whatever whatever it takes for the team to start winning, we will do. So if I have to say we overrated Max and then he drops 23, I'll do it every game. <laughs> Absolutely. It seems that the Sixers, the way I look at it, NBA, time in memoriam, good teams win home games. They're not winning them, right? And that, it's really disappointing. It just seems like always something. I don't even see the effort that, that's there. They're just missing something. 
you know, I know their bench is – they're missing one player, it just seems like to me. Yeah, well, they're not as deep, Patrick. And, and when Howard was on with us a couple minutes ago, an hour ago, excuse me, he mentioned that, like, the game Saturday when they lost the Celtics. Like, the Celtics were like, you're fine. Embiid gets his 41, but it will shut everybody else down. Like, the best teams have five guys that could put the ball in the basket. Yeah, they take, they take some of the pressure off of him. But with that being said, Tyrese Maxey came and played last night. He did. And for whatever reason, the, it, it, the tail of the game was the turnovers. And, and, and your leader, he had six of them. Yeah, and it can't yeah. be that way, Patrick. I mean, for as great yeah. as Embiid is, and we know he's had a great season, you can't have six turnovers in a game. Just can't. Absolutely. Hey, looking at uh, the Eagles, so, you know, I did, did some reading. Like, half, like if you make the Super Bowl, the next year you lose like eight to ten of your guys who had the most snaps the prior year. It's, it's just avoidable. Right. Yeah, because so guys, sure, guys want to get paid. Guys want to get yeah. paid. Guys, guys, you know, they want their money. Some guys leave. They retire. Just it's just inevitable. To your point, you know, Tampa Bay did it. They actually were the only team they brought back twenty-two guys. The next year, they almost made uh, the conference finals. Right. Right. They lost that. They lost to the Rams last divisional round on a crazy. Yeah. They, they were down a lot. They came back and then Stafford threw the pass to Cup. So it was a really close game. Yeah, so, but I guess, Joe, who are you looking at to, you really want to upgrade. I think Elliot really made the point, right? You want to upgrade wherever you can. Mm-hmm. If you can get guys cheaply, okay, you know, they're so, but people do want to get paid. You're not going to get hometown discounts. Like, who do you want to keep, maybe? That well, you yeah, so I, I, I don't see a reason why, and I'll, I'll put it this way, I'll be disappointed Patrick, if if they let two of the three, like the, the big three to me are Hargrave, Bradbury, and Chauncey Gardner Johnson, it just feels like everyone's assuming two out of the three are leaving. I I want two out of the three to stay. Now they got to figure out which they want to prioritize, which positions. But like if you keep two out of those three, I think you're in good shape still. I agree, I agree. And if we could do that, I know the Eagles. It's not in their playbook to use the franchise tag, so I was really surprised Howard mentioned that for Johnson, but. Maybe this year. Yeah, Patrick, you're right. They haven't done it. Uh, Patrick, we appreciate it. They haven't put one on anyone they did since Deshaun Jackson, like in 2012. I think it's, it's been, been that long. But Howard, you're right. He, he's right. Howard did mention that. He said Chauncey Gardner-Johnson might not be happy when they put the franchise tag on. No, they, he won't, and and he might he might buck a little bit. But that that's the problem. You want that's the guy. If you identify him as the guy that you want to say want to stay, then Bradbury might be the guy that's going to go mm-hmm. because this secondary guys are going to get paid. And I know you know we were talking to Howard about some of the guys that he thinks is gonna that that are gonna get paid and some guys that aren't. Somebody's gonna offer them more money than they would get here, and they're gonna have to figure out whether or not they're willing to take that money. The Hargrave one, I mean, you you mentioned earlier, uh, Deron Payne got the franchise tag. Man, twenty million dollars a year plus for a defensive tackle—that's a that. lot of money. I'll take that all day. Whew. That's a lot to spend on him. Let's talk to Rob here. He wants to chime in with something about Joel Embiid. What's up, Rob? What's up, fellas? Huge. What's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, my, Rob. My man. Hey, what's up with all this Joel slander going on today? I don't understand. Wait, wait a minute. What slander? Wait, wait, wait a minute. In my defense, I, I, and I've only been here a, a little while, but my my thing with Joel Embiid is you you said it's my fault too much, and it didn't. It doesn't feel like you're doing anything to to change it. Now that that to me, like I said, that dog does not hunt. That's not slander. That's just me looking at it as a former athlete 
and thinking, like, when you talk about your fan base and you keep talking about making mistakes and all other stuff, how many times are you going to say making mistakes, keep making the same mistake, and people are going to be okay with that? I mean, you're not wrong there. But here's where here's my thing, okay? The guy is – I mean, he should be the MVP right now. No, no, he's not. Jokic is the MVP. Oh, we, we're talking about hating analytics, and then we're going to call <laughs> – Rob, Rob, he's, MVP, he's, have, huh? he's having – he's averaging – Rob, hold on a second. <laughs> like, Rob, it's so – like, we can say other players are the MVP without hating our own guy. Hate, Embiid's hate, a great player. Hate, hate, Jok- hate. Jokic is on the best team in the league. Like, he's going to win the MVP. I think my biggest bone to pick right now, though, is with Tobias Harris, and he's not catching enough heat. He had two points. I know. No, he's catching. We can heat. overcome. We can overcome six turnovers before we can overcome two points. Yeah, he, he catching heat though. He catching heat. Two points is pretty. I rough. mean, <laughs> come on. Dude. Your max contract. You got yeah. one guy. You know, you got superstars. But, your but, max contract. You got to be the superstar. My thing is this: from from my purview, watching NBA basketball, like excuses. There's only so many times you can use that excuse. Since, since the last two games that I've seen where I've watched the press conference, that excuse has been worn out already. It's my fault. I got to do better. Well, then do better. You have to do better, man. I mean, you can't come back. Like, you can't come back to me. You can't have the game that you had against the Boston Celtics and say it was your fault and then have six turnovers the next day. Yeah. You can't you, do that. What do you want him to say, though? Tobias needs to score hey, you, more you, than you know, what he, you know what he needs to say? Listen, it's on me. It's on me. Like, hey, I, I screwed up. I, I turned the ball over six times. That's better than saying I got to do a better job because you didn't. You're right. You're right. You, you I, see I'll what I'm saying? It, that's that's all I'm saying. That's I'll all I'm saying, bro. I, listen, I like Joel Embiid. Met the guy at the, at the Eagles game one time. But I'm just saying, that excuse, after a while, it, that gets old. That's just like if you're dating a stripper, for example. And she keeps telling you she about to stop dancing. But every Friday night, you see her up there on the pole. It gets old, I'm sure. It gets old after a while. She's I'm talking guessing. about, baby, I'm going to stop dancing. I'm going to stop dancing. But she's still dancing. How many times you going to be like, baby, when you going to get off the pole? I can't help it. I, I'm i working on it. After a while, you're going to be like, hey, she, she just got to let her. She belongs to the streets. You got to let her go. Eventually, you got to accept what it is. Or, or let her go. Either or. But she belongs to the streets at that. If, she's, if, if you're asking her to get off the pole and she's still on the pole, then, then that's where she belongs. Long story short, Joel, get off the pole. <laughs> get off the pole, get man. Off the get pole. off the pole, dog. All right. Four, yeah, I want to play this for you guys. Four years ago today, you, you're going to love this audio, the, the excitement. So four years ago, I would say, and, and you know how it is, I mean, 99% of the time, or I'd say 90% of the time, we're talking about the Eagles, right? The Eagles, yeah. Especially in the offseason. It, it's, it's what we're talking about, like what's going to happen. Hugh, I would say four years ago, it was at least 60% of the time we talked about Bryce Harper, the pursuit of Bryce Harper, the Phillies going to get Bryce Harper. So, like, it was all we thought about. And Hugh, today is a special anniversary. Four years ago today, the Phillies signed Bryce Harper. Here, I, I always remember where I was because I was in my car driving here, uh-huh. listening to WIP, listening to Mark Streets. Here was the reaction. So, it's Ben Livingston was their producer at that point. Ben breaking the news to Mark Cerise four years ago today. Do I think the Phillies in Philadelphia is, is the top of his list? No, I don't think there's anybody that thinks that. Do I think that, that maybe he has some reservations about playing here for the next 10 years, or his wife does oh! yet? No. John uh, Heyman, Bryce Harper to the Phillies! No way! Officials blue check mark and everything. Bryce Harper is going to the Phillies. Stop everything you are doing! Uh, <laughs> 
Bring on the music. Hold on. We got to make sure we verify first. Make it's sure verified. we verified. It's verified. It's verified. Verify everything, Ben, before it's we him. turn on the music, Bryce Ben. Phillies. You before said sort of breaking news. news. Yeah, what the hell is sort of breaking news? I've never heard Ike that excited about anything. like they went down there and hugged him or met, <laughs> at least met him when he got here. They, that sounded like they did that. Did they do that? Uh, they had him on their show in, I think, spring training. They, they might have hugged. There was a man crush going it, yeah. on, wasn't it? It was a little bit of a man crush. <laughs> that right there is cringeworthy. That, that, that little part right there, that's really cringeworthy. If it's, we're going to play that audio every day on this year <laughs> until he's out of Philadelphia. I, I love that. Hewitt is all we talked about. Harper, because first was Machado or Harper. Who do uh-huh. you want? And then it became, well, they got to get Bryce. Everyone wanted Bryce Harper. And then it was like every day, it's like maybe he doesn't want to be in Philadelphia. Maybe his wife doesn't want to be in Philadelphia. Maybe he's not too much money. How much? It was, it was just like, and everything, because then there were rumors that he was going to go on the West Coast. He didn't want to come East. And then, then you have that at the end where they're dancing and celebrating. That's pretty cool, though, man. I remember when you, when you got Bryce Harper. I, I remember the year after he was he he left. I was like, "Dang, that's kind of messed up." That's one. That's to the World Series. How does that make you feel? Because I would I would I've had some ideas of how that would have made me feel. But hey, listen, went to the went to the World Series here last year. The best is yet to come. Yeah. <laughs> and he has been worth the money. He's been worth the contract. He's been uh, he's been an outstanding Philly so far. Four years ago today, Bryce Harper. Signed with the Phils. Let's grab Mark at Boyertown. What's up, Mark? Hi. How you doing? How you doing, man? Good, Mark. What's up? Good. I thought I was a bad singer. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty bad, man. Well, real quick, I, I called it about to talk about the tush push. Uh huh. But before I get to that, you know what the the MB excuses make me uh, reminisce back to? What's that? Every Eagles game with Andy Reid, I got to do a better job. Yeah, that, that kind of you, you know what's funny that you brought that up. Uh, yeah. yeah, that that rubbed a lot of people wrong the wrong well, way. You, you, you got to do a better job. Then. And, and every loss, I got to do a better job. It's like the smoke but but you know, but you know what? I, I think you know why that's different because I, like I knew, and I'm not making excuses for coach because I understand how people felt about that. But he never like the one thing that that made Andy such a great coach and endeared him to the players. He never threw anybody under the bus. He was protecting you guys. Yeah, he I was protecting you. the players. Listen, I have a 13-year-old son, and anytime somebody in my family makes an excuse, I tell, I say, Marky, what, what did Andre Wooders say? The Lake Re- Andre Wooders. Excuses are for losers. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, so he, he knows that. He quotes, he quotes that every time somebody has an excuse. We got to play that for Joel next time he has an excuse. Yeah, but uh, about the push push, Listen, if, if you don't like it, stop it. Like, I, I love it. I love that the Eagles get first downs like this. And I feel like I don't care if it's rugby. I don't care if it's football. If you don't like it, you know, load up in the box and try to stop it. Just well, like- I agree. Yeah, Mark, I, I think I think that's what it should be. I just I can't believe it's to the point where they might change it. That seems so extreme for something that doesn't I, happen that often. I agree. And also, listen, I don't like the Patriots. I bleed green. 
But you remember when the Patriots, I believe it's the year they had Randy Moss, and they went undefeated in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, they'd be up like 35 to like 14, and they'd have the ball in the last possession, and they wouldn't just take a knee. And my theory is, if you don't like it, stop it. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. It's pro sports. You don't like it, stop it. Mark it's a pre- bastardization of the rules. Yeah, that was strong. That is a strong take. I hope they don't <laughs> change the rules so every time the Eagles play it next year, we could play Peter King I'm, crying about I'm it. Gonna try to, I'm going to try to uh, work that word into a strong take that I'm going to have tomorrow. Okay. It's going to be a bastardization of something. Of something. Of do, you, something. do you know what it is yet or no? We'll I'm, figure it's that It's going to be a strong hot take. All right, we'll figure it out tomorrow. Everyone, <laughs> uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Hugh, have a good afternoon. You as well. Everyone in Philadelphia, have a great day. Mark's next right here on sports radio 94 wip